Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. Uh, today, we've got uh, Garrett Chan. He's the 2021 uh, Academy of Emergency Nursing Chairperson and a fellow of the Academy of Emergency Nursing, here to talk with us a little bit about, uh, about the Academy and about uh, the application period for uh, the Class of 2021 Fellows. So uh, without any further ado, uh, Garrett, welcome to the ENA Podcast. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. So, Garrett, you're a 20, uh, 2008 uh, inductee into the Academy. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background uh, in emergency nursing and, you know, what, the, what it felt to, you know, what, what, how honored you felt to be an inductee into the Academy? Thanks, Dan. Yes, um, it was quite an honor. Um, my background in emergency nursing has been um, predominantly in uh, adult pediatric emergency departments and trauma centers. And um, I was very fortunate to be um, surrounded by amazing emergency nurses and real emergency nursing leaders. Um, I come from the San Francisco Bay Area in California. And um, two of my mentors um, were John Fazio and Nita Ruiz Contreras. Um, and both were very active in the Emergency Nurses Association at a wide variety of levels at the local, state, and national levels, and have done a lot of work to advance emergency nursing as a specialty. And when I, um, when the Academy uh, was created and inducted their first um, group of fellows in 2004, um, I was honored to write a letter of recommendation um, for my mentors um, to be considered to be inducted into the academy, and they were in the first class, which was actually one of our largest classes um, to date. There were over 20 um, fellows who were inducted that first year. And as I was looking at the work uh, that the first class of fellows um, contributed to advance emergency nursing, I started looking and thinking about, well, what are my contributions and how can I support emergency nursing um, and advance the specialty? My background is as a clinical nurse specialist first and nurse practitioner second, but also my area of research, education, and policymaking early in the 2000s was around uh, palliative care and end-of-life care in the emergency department and how we as emergency nurses are very privileged to be um, with patients and families during these very difficult times and how we could um, help support patients, families, and also our team members um, during these advanced illness situations and end-of-life care. And so, um, as a result, I put together my application and I um, secured my sponsors and I applied um, to the academy and I was fortunate to be inducted in 2008. So it's um, being a fellow of the Academy of Emergency Nursing is truly an honor. 
And it's also a recognition of um, how I and other fellows within the academy have really advanced um, the specialty. And that's the purpose of the Academy of Emergency Nursing is to really honor um, and recognize those nurses who've made enduring and substantial contributions that have had a significant impact and continue to advance emergency nursing. And in addition, the Academy provides visionary leadership to the Emergency Nurses Association. So uh, it's really a great way to get involved um, within ENA, but you do not have to have a significant body of contributions within ENA for you to be considered and inducted into the Academy. When you, when you look at the, the mission of, of the Academy, and certainly you, sounds like you had a lot of familiar, familiarity with it in its, in its early stages, what inspired you to become more involved with it to the point where you, you know, you're, a, you're the chairperson for 2021, you've spent time with, uh, with the Academy board over the years. Uh, what, what inspired you to do even just that much more to be, um, you know, to be a part of the guiding vision for what the Academy wants to be today and then obviously into the future? It's a great question, Dan, and this is my fourth year being um, on the board. Um, I was a member at large and then chair elect last year and chair this year. And um, so four years ago, as I was looking at how to give back and contribute to my colleagues and also to the specialty, um, I thought that given that the academy provides visionary leadership, not only to ENA, but also to emergency nursing, I wanted to be a part of that process in a, leadership, in a formal leadership role. Hence, that's one of the reasons why I applied to be on the board of um, the Academy. But beyond that, one of the things I was noticing is that we needed to increase the amount of diversity, equity, and inclusion um, related to induction into the academy. We have very few fellows who are um, people of color um, from different races and ethnicities. Um, we also um, have no one who, is, you know, have no one who represents the um, different populations such as people uh, with able or disabled um, backgrounds that are perhaps noticeable. Um, we also need to make sure that we have good representation and inclusion of people of a wide uh, range of diversity, diversity of thought, political affiliation, um, uh, research interests. Um, so I wanted to figure out how we can improve the diversity of the academy, but not just the academy, but also how can we contribute to ENA and provide thought leadership. And so I was very fortunate last year um, to be on the diversity, equity, and inclusion task force as the academy representative um, to ENA to think about and set the stage for diversity, equity, and inclusion um, writ large for not only ENA, but also the emergency nursing specialty. And so any time that I see a particular nurse exhibit particular interest 
in a topic, I talk with those people and I see if there's a way for them to bring their perspective, skills and passion um, into a leadership role. And so I would encourage anybody who is interested in any topic, it doesn't matter what topic it is, to think about ways to contribute, not only at the national level or even with the academy, but also at the state level and the local chapter level for those um, states that have chapters. And so we are in a very challenging time in 2021, um, coming off of COVID, the social injustice and unrest, um, challenges that we see politically across the country. And um, now is an opportunity for anyone who is interested in making a difference, um, stabilizing situations um, and providing care and, um, and wellness to communities, individuals, and populations. Um, it's, it's a great time to get involved. And we wanna recognize nurses who are advancing uh, the emergency nursing specialty um, through their enduring and substantial contributions. So um, it's an incredible time for nurses in general, but emergency nurses in particular, to make these big differences. With, with a, a membership that, is, you know, the, the fellowship of more than 160 members over the course of the, the Academy's history, um, you know, just looking at the, the directory, you can see former ENA presidents, people who have been involved in a variety of different functions with the foundation, uh, you know, things beyond the board of directors and certainly um, even, you know, beyond ENA. What strikes you the most about the makeup of that group and how um, that diversity of thought and all the different things that you, you mentioned are important, um, but just to have that group and sort of that institutional knowledge, what, what does it mean to you to see what the academy is today compared to where it was at in that first class that was inducted back in 2004? Yeah, it's a great question, Dan. Um, one of the things that I will say is that while we do have past presidents and former chairs of the foundation, we also have people who have not been uh, necessarily engaged with ENA um, at these national um, at the national level. Um, and that's important for me to emphasize today is that the academy exists to honor and recognize nurses who've made enduring and substantial contributions that have had a significant impact um, and continue to advance emergency nursing. It's not, the academy is not, was never designed to um, uh, honor just people who've made significant contributions to ENA. We have other great mechanisms for people who have um, contributed and made significant contributions to ENA through perhaps the President's Award, um, the Judith Kelleher Award, um, the leadership awards that um, are offered through ENA. Um, so the great thing about looking at the body of fellows is that we have nurses with associate degrees. We have nurses who've made contributions at a local regional level that have had an enduring and substantial contribution. Um, we've had nurses who are from a wide variety of different um, subspecialties within emergency nursing. For example, I, my subspecialty is palliative care. 
We other, have others who are specialists in disaster, nursing, pediatrics, et cetera. And so um, it's really how do the, the fellows or even applicants who want to think about um, induction into the academy, how have they made contributions to advance emergency nursing and the eventual um, health and well-being of um, patients and populations? So you don't have to ha be the president of ENA or like I said, the chair of the foundation. You just have to have um, made significant contributions to emergency nursing. So when you look at the academy as, as a body and you know, maintaining that mission to find those people and, and recognize them you know, at the level that you described, when, uh, at a high level, what, what is, what's on the radar for you when you look at 2021 to continue the, the mission of the academy and you know, with everything that's gone on, especially within the last year and, and the emphasis and focus that's been put on the, the role of emergency nurses in healthcare, certainly on that front line that has been, you know, been talked about so much uh, in this COVID era. But what are some of the high level things that um, you, know, you envision you know, the, the academy under your, your leadership this year and your leadership with the board? What, what do you see as, as things that you want to prioritize or, or you hope that by the end of the year, you can say these are some strides that the academy has made in, in doing the recognition and, and bringing together that diverse group of, of high level, high performing, really impactful emergency nurses. Yeah, um, there are a couple of things that come to mind, Dan. Um, one is, what is the academy going to do? Um, and it's really exciting because this year, um, the chair of the Emergency Nursing Foundation, um, Sally Snow, who was also a fellow, the president of, uh, the, of ENA, Ron Krauss, and um, the executive director of ENA, Nancy McRae and I, we all just met this, this week to talk about us as respective leaders of our particular organizations um, within ENA. How can we come together and synergize efforts so that we're not working in silos? And it was a really exciting meeting for me to have um, to come together with um, friends and colleagues um, throughout ENA to think about what is 2021 going to look like and how do we um, work together um, synergistically as opposed to um, separate and apart from each other. So while I may not have exact um, answers for you uh, today, I will say that there are two things that come to mind that I would like for the Academy to think about. Um, one is what are the emerging trends that we should give space and give opportunity for dialogue in? For example, there was a recent article that was published in the Journal of Emergency Nursing in December of last year that was um, published um, and two of the authors were emergency nurses, Dr. Lisa Wolf and Dina Brescher, both fellows of the Academy of Emergency Nursing. And the article was on um, artificial intelligence and machine learning during triage. And so as we start thinking about emerging um, issues, technologies, um, how do we create a space for dialogue so that we can advance the conversation. 
while we do have the article and, and presentations that have been given, how do we give voice and um, more visibility to these emerging issues within emergency nursing? The other area that I would like to focus on are, are what are the difficult challenges in emergency nursing and, and, and in emergency departments? One of the things that, or there are many things, one of the things that have ri has risen pretty pr uh, prominently is diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, racial justice, um, unconscious or implicit bias, microaggressions. And so as the work of ENA moves forward in relationship with diversity, equity, and inclusion, how can the academy help supplement and support the um, dialogues that are happening um, within ENA, within the ENA staff, and without, within ENA members, and even emergency nurses who are not members of ENA. So that's one area. The other um, area that has been brought forward in previous general assemblies, um, which is the policy arm of ENA, has been around climate change and the effects on health, um, human trafficking um, in emergency departments. So ENA, the board of directors, the staff, the foundation, and the academy, one of the things that I'm hoping that we will do in 2021 is think about these issues and challenges and not solely rely on one branch of ENA, be it the ENA Board of Directors, ENA staff, the foundation, or the academy, but how do we come together to continue the conversations um, respecting you know, the roles and responsibilities for each of the groups, um, but yet to continue the conversation because while COVID is a major issue today and pandemic um, response and mitigation of continuing infections, we do have other things that are affecting health and our priorities in nursing that we need to also focus on. This is an exciting time of the year for the Academy because the application period for those interested in becoming a part of the Academy is open now through February 19th. So uh, I imagine this is exciting because you get a chance to start to take in um, you know, these applications and, and go through the review process. Um, you know, what, what kind of advice do you put out there for people who are interested in applying, are looking at that February 19th date and are, are gathering their, their letters and, and other materials? Um, what, what are one or two pieces of advice you'd have for folks that, um, you know, think that they've reached that level in their career that they, they want to explore the opportunity to become a part of the academy? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, some advice, let me start with the advice. Um, one is, you should identify a fellow um, sponsor early and have um, a lot of conversations with that person. So the application consists of the applicant's responses. They have to have at least, they have to have one fellow sponsor and then they have to have a second sponsor. The second sponsor can be a fellow or it can be a, an ENA member. It does not strengthen the application to have two fellows as sponsors. Um, 
it, you can't have two fellows as sponsors, but having the second spo uh, sponsor letter come from an ENA member is, a, and the letter is written strongly and supportively of the applicant um, is super great for us to consider when we look at the applications. Um, the other thing that I recommend is that this year, um, or actually in the end of 2020, we created uh, the AEN application manual. And we did that, um, and it's available on the um, Academy website. And it will remain on the Academy, Academy website um, throughout the year, um, is to help people understand and uh, and have a shared mental model or a shared understanding of what some of the words that we use in the application mean. For example, we talk a lot about um, the applicant um, explaining their, uh, their enduring and substantial contributions. Well, prior to this application manual, we didn't really say what <clears throat> enduring and substantial contributions actually meant. So in the application manual, we say that enduring and substantial contributions are contributions that advance emergency nursing um, by exhibiting the following qualities, having a broad influence, having an impact that's wide reaching and clearly articulated, exhibits outstanding leadership, leaves a legacy, and is beyond ENA roles and responsibilities. And we give definition of, of beyond ENA roles and responsibilities in the um, application manual. Um, and so being, we want to, we want to induct as many people as we can who are qualified. There is no quota, there's no minimum, there's no maximum. Um, but we do have, we have seen in my time in the past four years, um, applications um, that seem to be uh, put together in a quick fashion um, or perhaps not answering the questions. And so the application manual is designed to help the applicants and the sponsors be clear about what a successful application might look like so that we can bring as many people as we can into the academy. And I am particularly and personally interested in ensuring that we have a diverse uh, group of um, applicants and inductees. The challenge, I'm sure, is after February 19th, when you look at the, the, you know, the virtual stack of applications, I'm sure that's when things really get interesting. And, and it's probably um, a good kind of tough because you've got to, uh, you know, read and, and interpret everything and really, you know, match it up to those, those standards. And, you know, um, knowing that, you know, there's, like you said, there's no constraints to how many, you know, too few or too many, you know, I'm sure that that, uh, you know, that creates its own um, exciting sort of challenge. It's a good kind of challenge to, to sift through that and, and really, um, you know, parse down to, you know, recognizing those efforts and those contributions and uh, putting together that class. So uh, I'm sure it's, you know, it's a, it's something that you and the rest of the board, you know, and, and others who are in, involved in that process uh, enjoy because it's really an opportunity to see, um, you know, who's out there that uh, maybe you don't know about, you've not met and um, you know, and those who maybe you've had interactions with and, and those types of things. So I, I imagine the next couple of months are, are really exciting for you. Absolutely. 
Um, it is an incredible honor to be on the board and uh, go through the applications. Um, never have I had an opportunity to be more proud of my colleagues in the profession than reading these applications. Um, it's, it's amazing and to see all of the work that people are doing. And it really pains us to not be able to accept um, people into the academy. And one of the major reasons why we found people were not successful was because perhaps we could have been more clear about the what we're looking for. And so we want to make this transparent. We want to make our thinking clear and hence the genesis of the application manual. So we're hoping that this starts a new era of people being inducted into the academy so that we provide clarity um, for the applicants, the sponsors, and the other fellows in creating a successful application. And just to, you know, for those listening, to learn more about the application process, to find the manual and the application, you can go to ena.org backslash about backslash F-A-E-N for Fellowship of, uh, Fellowship of Academy of Emergency Nursing. Uh, Garrett Chan, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the ENA podcast and uh, uh, good luck to you as, as you, uh, you go through this year's application process. And you know, we look forward to sharing uh, the 2021 class of fellows uh, a little bit later this year. Thanks so much, Dan, for the opportunity. And I wish you and everybody who's listening um, best wishes, um, peace and health in 2021. And we wish you the same as well. Uh, with that, um, I thank everybody for tuning in for this episode of the ENA podcast. Uh, once again, thanks to Garrett Chan, the 2021 uh, chairperson of the Academy of Emergency Nursing, uh, for being with us to talk a little bit about the Academy and, and this year's uh, application process. Uh, as I mentioned, ena.org backslash about backslash backslash F-A-E-N is where you can find everything you need to know about the Academy uh, and how to apply and to fill out, you know, start your application. So I encourage everybody to visit the website if uh, the Academy sounds like something that you would like to become a part of. With that, uh, I appreciate everybody joining us for this episode of the podcast and look forward to you joining us next time. <laughs>